Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. I hope you guys are hearing me better than yesterday. I realized what the problem was yesterday, and it was my headset. For some reason, my headset is going out, so today I'm like doing the phone, holding it to my face, which is kind of weird, but we'll just go for it. And today's just a nice day in the middle of February, and we are going to talk about something that ain't so nice, think of my English, ain't so nice, but isn't really very nice or very good for any of us, and that is cheating. Cheating is one of those things that leave people blindsided because when somebody is cheating they do a very good job of compensating being nicer or non-detectable to the people that they are cheating on and they just go about their business thinking no one can see but after a while that change in behavior starts to catch up but why do people cheat Because even cheaters don't like cheaters. And for some reason, this topic needed to come up. I don't know why. Um, Someone asked me in the comments on Facebook when I wrote Cheating on a Partner 2020 if I was being cheated on. And I'm like, no. But at least, you know, as far as anyone knows, no. But I will say this for whatever reason, because that was – Whatever I wrote there was a total Christ moment. I was just sitting at my desk working, and I had finished my second meeting of the day. And I wrote that in as fast as it took me to type it. I did not even forethink it. You know, I like you think, oh, this, and it's just like bubbling up, and, and then I have to write it out of me usually. But this just literally came out of nowhere. I wasn't thinking about cheating. I haven't heard about cheating lately. I mean, I've had people come to me who that's happened to, and we were able to pinpoint, okay, where did all this go? I want to say in that direction, but that just came out of me. As fast as I could type it, it got written down. And I went back, and I couldn't even read it all before I posted it. I thought, I just have to post this. So I don't know who needed that yesterday or why, but it is right there. And the other part of it was he took it from insecurity first and then to what what that person is feeling themselves for, for just being able to cross that line to involving the family and the children to maybe, once the person is recognized for doing that, apologizing or not, to maybe being able to stay in the situation or not, to how it ended up affecting everybody. And as I read it, I thought, you know, that's true even if, like someone cheated at a company, like someone embezzled money from a company. And I use that example a lot because um, one of the 
clients I had dealt with that, did that, and, you know, could not be sorrier, but kind of was on a runaway train while it was happening. But really, what happened there affected their entire family. Because the loss of that job wasn't the only thing that happened. It's the domino effect of how do you get another job in that field? Because that kind of news, unfortunately, bad news travels fast. And as you get higher and higher in your profession, there's fewer and fewer people who do that. And they know each other. And the same thing happens. Cheating is cheating is cheating. That's what Christ said in Origins of Truth. But it's a it's a mindset. It's not what you actually physically take your body along with for the ride. Cheating is a mindset. It's like, well, I could get away with this, so I will. But who cares if you can get away with it? It's who you are that should matter more to you than us getting away with anything. I could probably get away with a ton of stuff. But why would I do that? Why would I burden myself? And in the old world, we looked at it as getting away with things. And now I'm talking the new world, the world that where the language is based on love. It boils down to whether or not you want to do that to yourself because now you're the one carrying the bag of tricks. You're the one that's worried about getting caught. You're the one who has to lie to the people that you say you love. You're the one who's going to overcompensate and tell people how much you love your family when people don't walk around saying, oh, I love my family. It's known that we love our families. But after working with people who did that, I found that that overcompensation, overcompensation is a huge telling clue to life. I went to dinner once, my first meeting with someone, talk about overcompensation, with Um, a mutual friend and a new friend and I brought my daughter they brought their daughters and we all had dinner together this was gosh I want to say maybe 10 to 12 years ago but I will never forget how I felt when I when I witnessed what this mother did and she was sitting furthest away from her daughter I was sitting next to mine the lady on the across from me was sitting next to hers And she was sitting on one end and her daughter was sitting on the other. And this is what overcompensation looks like. So while we were sitting there, she goes across the table and talks to her her daughter who's in high school like she's a baby. Like, oh, I just love you so much like that across the table. And I remember thinking at the time how odd that was, like, wow, I can't imagine me doing that to my daughter. Like, what will it take for me to baby talk to my daughter in front of others to show how much I love my daughter? Well, fast forward, 
and this is such an extreme case that it's hard to even believe, but it, it happened. So if it can happen to one, it can happen to many, right? So what happened? A few years later, that mom tried to kill her daughter, kill her, and was put in prison because of it. I think that, am I still on? Can you guys hear me? Because I think I lost something. Yes, I got it back. But she was put in prison for nearly killing her own daughter. So I don't know how overcompensation works, but that is what it looked like. And I knew at the time, but at that time, I wasn't as in tune to my instincts. I was just getting there. I was still in a very six years into learning with Christ. Normally, I would have had that gut feeling and just gone, oh, something's wrong. But something in my brain knew something was wrong. When I meet partners and I see one overcompensating now, I say, why? Because it's one thing to be naturally nice and kind and warm to each other. But when someone's cheating, they will go out of their way to show you they are trustworthy. And normally, we don't have to do that. We don't have to walk around talking about how trustworthy we are, our actions will speak for us. But when we compromise our actions, we want to speak for our actions. So as nothing is as it used to be, like, oh, all men cheat. Well, that's not true. And all women don't cheat is also not true. It's not a gender thing. Maybe men had more opportunities, Back in the day, maybe men were out of the house more, but again and again and again, Christ says, sex is not physical, not physical. And why is sex the way we outlet it is my bigger question, right? Because if sex isn't physical, which it can't be, because if it were, we would just have sex with anybody. But it's, it's up here. It's up in our heads. I know you guys could see me on radio pointing to my head. I'm sure you could see that. But it is up here. It's up in our heads. So what's missing in our lives that brings about this opportunity to cheat? What becomes so I want to say debilitating or missing that puts us in a position to step out. Because I have to tell you, when you cross that line, it does something to us. Because we will, if, if it's the first time the person is doing it, your body will literally shake its way through the kinds of emotions you have to go through to create that 
that stepping away from what you have invested in. So I'm going to take you back again to our choices. We make a choice to marry somebody, to legally bind ourselves to someone, to create a financial structure, which is like an entire community with another person. And then we may or may not have children or pets or family involved in our relationship. We become part of a fabric. It's like a quilt. We become part of that quilt. And before anyone even knows that someone has stepped out, even in the thinking stages, without anyone being able to put their finger on it, like I wasn't at the time with the mom, they will know something's wrong. But it'll be one of those things, no proof, right? No witnesses, no nothing. And a lot of times, because we are so in tune to energy preceding words, once we may hear, because it will come out at some point, because maybe the partner, the new partner you're bringing into the relationship may want you to leave your current world, but you're not going to leave your world because that's where the fabric is. You're part of that blanket, right? And if you leave, you leave a hole in it. Most people who cheat don't cheat to leave. And most people who cheat will not stay with the person they cheated with once they leave. So it's not about love. So I Googled this morning about cheating. So I wanted to know, what is the world saying? Because I always hear what Christ says. And the question was, can you love someone and still cheat on them? Because for me, it's all about the love. I know that the person that's cheating, the person that is cheating has an issue with their own self-love. It has nothing to do with loving you. You're just, in a way, participating with their drama. Right? Because cheating is the last sign that there's a problem. You may know, like I said, before the cheating even happens, we may know something's off. There may be an overcompensation because we're trying to cover up our own feelings of inadequacy in our own lives, before we ever got to the person we are married to. Before we even got there. So in the world, on Google, what is the main cause of cheating? Some of the reasons cited were unhappiness and dissatisfaction. But again, They stay with the marriage, but it starts with the self, right? Dissatisfaction with the marriage, either emotionally or sexually, is common. People will say, well, we haven't had sex in a while. Well, why would you not talk to your partner about that instead of go find someone new to talk to about it? Because in a relationship, things ebb and flow. 
There's times where there's a lot of it. There's times where it kind of wanes off. There's times where it's just regular. Every couple has like their own ebb and flow. When they say marriages work, most of the time when the couple is nurturing each other along the way, caring for each other along the way, there is a commitment there to the marriage. Remember, when there is an argument, you fight for the relationship, not for the problem. You don't need to be right. What works best for the relationship? Like, hey, this is how I feel. This is how you feel. I get it. I'll be conscious of how you feel. You'll be conscious of how I feel. What is best for the relationship? But the bigger question, from my point of view, is can you really love someone and still cheat on them? And the answer, at least on Google, was it is impossible to love someone and cheat on them. People who cheat on others are not necessarily bad people. Most likely they are, in parentheses, but they definitely know nothing about love. Cheaters are almost always very insecure. But see, they look like they've got it all together. Like, wow, you know, I got this woman on the side or I got this man on the side. Nobody knows. They're insecure because they did not experience love or being wanted in their formative years. That's why the cheating doesn't affect who they think they are. And they do not believe that they are affected. So I'm going to go back to the two shows we did and how much anyone heard of yesterday's show. And I may have to redo it. I, I did not go back to listen to it to see if it was cutting out on the recording. However, cheating is one of the most unattractive ways to try to put a Band-Aid on your problem. Because what happens with cheating is people feel like they have to defend. Well, I did it because of you. You weren't there for me. You don't have sex with me. You're never home. You're always at work. And instead of solving a problem, what happens is many more get created. And people know it. When people cross a line, that does things that they actually know at their core, because everyone knows this, that it will hurt your situation and it will change things forever. Even if nobody found out the person who did it did not get away with anything. And if they look at it as a sign that they did and they'll never do it again and nobody ever knew, they actually may come back a better person to the marriage because they may say, hey, that was horrible. I can't believe. I'm so glad I ended that. 
I will never do that again. What is wrong with me that I stepped out on myself? Because it's your marriage that you're breaking. It's not just the marriage of the other person, but it's yours too. When Christ said cheating is cheating is cheating, I always think of that that company that got embezzled from. And I always think about how the money was never worth it because Christ, just like he says, sex is not physical. It's never about the money. It's about what you're able to do for it. It's the sliding scale of continuously hurting ourselves and bringing situations to our lives that we know are hurtful to ourselves. It's almost like a self-punishment. Like I, I don't deserve love. I don't deserve to make the money I make, but I can take it. I can take this shortcut and just sleep with that lady anyway, or just take that money anyway. Nobody will know because nobody does know in the beginning, at least not in words, at least not in catching the action. It just doesn't get caught right away. Doesn't mean you're good at getting away with stuff. And if you are that good at getting away from stuff, that is scary enough and a bigger sign to yourself. Because one action that we take, when Christ says negative begets negative, that is a a huge turn, U-turn in life. It doesn't take you straight. It takes you on a U-turn down a different road that you, for the first time, may never have gone down before. What you will find after that and after that and after that will just become more and more and more negative. In extreme cases, people who have cheated will try to hurt or get rid of the people they have cheated with so that nobody finds out. That's how far they will go. But bigger than that, it also tells you how little They care about the other person because they already care so little about themselves. Everything goes back to us. Every single thing goes back to us. No one gets away with lessons or from lessons. And sometimes we try to bury what we've done, what we believe we've done wrong, so that we can start, we think, clean and fresh. We try to bury it. And all we've done was added more emotional weight to ourselves. So whoever's getting this conversation or whoever needs this conversation and whoever I wrote this for yesterday because I can't tell you how fast that came out of me. It's literally in the time it took me to type it. Normally I go back to read for errors but I didn't have time so I posted it. 
I didn't even write it and copy and paste it. I, I opened a box and wrote it in there. And I have Liam who says, what about people who aren't in committed relationships but go off with a married person? I know one who does that but doesn't feel any remorse because he sees himself as the one who isn't committed, so he has no obligation to anyone. I feel it's just as bad, but you are partaking in destroying a marriage. If anybody married ever comes to you and you are not, let's say, boy or girl, I don't care, run, don't walk away. You will inherit that person's problems. You will destroy the marriage because, like I said, in energy, and it does carry the same issues for you because now you have to hide. You won't see anyone that's eligible because you will be committed to someone who can't commit to you. And when you get married, if that day comes, you will never, ever, ever, never trust your partner. It's like you're an accomplice. And if you think for a minute you're not hurting anyone, the first person you hurt is you, and the second person you're hurting is the other person's family. You are directly hurting their partner. You are the participant. If you are not the participant, I could guarantee you that the person that's looking for the affair I can guarantee you that the person looking for the affair will find someone else. I see you saying, no, I'm not the one going off with it. I didn't think it was you, (laughs) Liam. I'm pretty sure I didn't think that. But I am saying that don't participate. If the man in the company who is taking the money, if somebody else knew and didn't say something, they will have been an accomplice because they should have turned it in. But the longer they didn't say something, the more it would repeat itself, wouldn't it? That's where the accomplices come in. The worst one is if that person is cheating with a cheater, even though they're not cheating on anyone, but they're part of the cheating, and they tell other people, the other people feel bad. And as a friend, they probably try to talk you out of it or say, hey, what are you doing? That is not a good situation. What kind of commitment issues do you have that you want someone who cannot commit to you? That would be their side. But the side of the person that's stepping out of the marriage, my whole point is always, and it's always been, even till this day, if you need to step out, break up if it's that important, if you really feel you love somebody. And most people who really do fall in love while they're married to someone, like they really met someone and fell in love, will leave the marriage 
and marry the other person. It's not that that can't happen. It's a scary thing when it does. But those situations are more honest than cheating because cheating, you're, you're cheating with someone who doesn't love themselves and can step out of a relationship while they're in it. Who are you getting? And think about the energy exchange. Who are you exchanging energy with? No less sleeping with. And sharing whatever intimacy you may have inside of you with somebody who's currently sharing that with someone else. And you don't know what's going on for real in their marriage. They could be painting a picture, my my partner's crazy. Even if they're proven crazy, why are you still there? Why don't you leave? Why create these many, many layers of drama? It's never about the things we have thought it was about. Cheating is the last sign because it's a physical sign you could put your finger on that there's a much bigger bag of tricks underneath that all. Oh, Relationship Wednesday, done on cheating. You guys, I will see you tomorrow on Dream Team Thursday. Have a great day. I love you guys. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.